0: Welcome to iFoster Futures. Hey, Kiara, how are you today? I'm doing good. How are you, Sarita? I'm
1: doing awesome. I am so excited. Today we are interviewing one of our own, one of the iFoster family, uh, Devin Alexander. She's a celebrity chef and a healthy eating guru, but most iFoster peeps know her because she was our resident Pop-Tart Holiday House instructor this past December. So thanks to Devin, over 800 foster children from across the country got to enjoy some holiday fun uh, during COVID
0: lockdown this last December, making holiday houses. Do you remember that, Kiera? I totally remember the whole activities that we did under the pandemic on the holidays were amazing. And it was so good and happy. Just exciting that Devin Alexander was there.
1: So we're gonna meet Devon uh, and get in-depth with Devin. She has this incredible go-getter spirit that we can all learn from. Uh, it's uh, She's a great success now, but as with all our guests, didn't always start out that way. So let's bring in Devin Alexander.
2: We're talking about Devin Alexander, columnist for men's fitness and women's health. You've seen her on GMA, you've seen her on the Today Show. Now you're seeing her here. Devin
0: Alexander. I've
2: been a professional chef for over 20 years so I'm ready to take you on. America's Chefs on Tour is in Los Angeles, and it's ladies' night. This week, America's Chefs on Tour is in San Diego. If You see people sort of go, uh-huh, uh-huh, crazy, perky chef girl. But when you get those combinations that win, it's amazing the difference it can make in people's lives.
1: Hi, Devin, it's so nice to be with you today. Oh my god, I'm so honored to be here. Oh, we're just excited to have you here. Devin, you are an incredible celebrity chef, but you know what? Kiara and I wanna start right at the beginning. Take us back to Reading, Pennsylvania when you were 15 years old. You're dealing with some uh, issues and some emotional eating. Tell us what that was like. You know, it was really tough. People look at me now and they don't expect that I weighed
2: 200 pounds or that I was picked on brutally when I was a teenager. Um, But I was like your typical teen, super struggling and didn't really see a way out at that time. I, as you said, had a lot of emotional eating issues. I felt like I was trying to diet, but I couldn't get a handle on it. And it was just I'd go to school and people would make me feel like I was a waste of space because I was overweight. And it was just pretty terrible, honestly.
1: Oh, that's awful. So, so tell us what, what did, what did you do about it? Cause you are, when we read about you, you are such a go-getter. You set goals and you just go for it. So what did you, how did you get out of that? You know, I
2: had big aspirations, I always did my whole life. And I knew that eventually I'd get out of it. But as I said, as I was being picked on in high school, it felt really, I just felt really stuck. And then when I was trying to go to college, I wanted to be an actress at the time. And I was getting into schools academically, but not for acting. And I'm like, I've got to figure this out. And I did a lot of research and I started going to the library and making over dishes like that. Or, Well, actually getting low fat dishes at the time, like low fat uh, recipes or low calorie recipes so that I could try to find foods that I like that actually tasted good. That would make me stop eating so much of the things I shouldn't be. And then I read that if you cut just 100 calories from your diet per day, on average, you'll lose 10 pounds in a year. And that was this big light bulb that went off because the thing that I didn't say was that I had two Italian grandmothers who I loved cooking with. They taught me how to cook when I was a teeny tiny child. And part of my challenge in losing weight was I loved cooking. Um, I loved eating what I cooked. So when I was able to hear that it was just 100 calories, it was like, wait a second, I don't have to give up everything I love. I don't have to give up all my Italian favorites and my entire heritage all I have to do is figure out how to make substitutions to make over these meals in a way that I could eat them. And that's what happened. And in the first uh, year I lost 20 to 30 pounds and that might not sound like a lot to some people, but if you consider that I was gaining 10 to 15 every year, I basically, by the time I lost the weight, you know, would have been way heavier on the track that I was on. And then I was just, trying to be more active, um, just, and, and when I say that, it's not even about, you know, going to a gym necessarily. It's just literally being more active. And I will say that one of the things that I learned is mentally, it was so much easier for me to eat well when I was doing some high intensity. For me, I found tennis and fell in love with it. But if I just even have 20 minutes of high intensity tennis drills, I mentally am set up for a clear mind and less cravings.
0: That is so awesome of just having that mindset and stuff. And I am so excited to meet you, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, And it looks like you just answered just my question of just how you learn how to cook and how did you figure it out to make those definitely delicious meals and (laughs) just (laughs) to make everything um, just delicious. And just how did you make everything healthy And less calories just getting back to those foods where people wants to eat just like a cheeseburger or just just these particular meals that they want to have, like almost on the daily. So how did you analyze of making it less calories?
2: Well, when I was definitely desperate, (laughs) I I could literally just so chicken Parmesan was my dish, no matter where I went, what I did, like if I was fine dining or fast food, like even the Burger King um, chicken Parmesan sandwich, when that was on special or whatever, I would always get that. And so it's like, okay, start with chicken Parmesan. What can I do? Well, the breading isn't the part that you really love anyway. So I was grilling the chicken breast and not deep frying it, not putting all the batter in, not all the oil. And then I was using full fat sauce and full fat cheese back then. And that's how I lost the 20 to 30 pounds, believe it or not. It was just the, that simple swap because that's easily a couple hundred calories. And as I said, when I heard that you just cut a hundred calories per day, like if you, even if that one dish in the day, I cut 200 from it, that's 20 pounds in a year. that crazy it's like wow I just needed that simple math equation
0: that is so awesome and you know what like you taught me that like when I was reading about that just like 10 pounds in a year I was like that sounds really nice right now due to the pandemic because we've been dealing with it in 2020 just for that whole year so just imagine us just having that mindset of just losing 100 calories a day and then just ta-da, 10 pounds are done. The pandemic would act like nothing happened. So I need that right now. <laughs> right. So, um,
2: well, and yeah. to be honest, for me, it was like I was trying the diet mindset where I would be like, OK, I'm starting the diet on Monday. And then, of course, I would need to eat chocolate and cake and pizza <laughs> and everything that I might miss for the rest of my life. And I think like that, and I was gaining so much weight doing that yo-yo dieting thing. And I think that's a lesson across whatever you want to achieve in life. Like small steps don't really feel like they're going to get you there. But the truth is like, that is what got me there. That commitment to make the small changes. Granted, you're not going to get biggest loser numbers. You're not going to get on the scale. If you're losing 20 pounds in a year and see a 15 pound drop. But you get there and you can stay there. And so, again, no matter what you're struggling with in life or what your challenges are, just thinking about, OK, what step can I take today that might get me closer to that goal? And that's how you succeed.
1: So when did you realize like what you're talking about is so amazing, not just how you figured out cooking healthy and just 100 calories a day can get you to lose 20 pounds in a year. I mean, that's phenomenal. I mean. But you decided you wanted to be an actress. So you did you not see this incredibleness that you had created with this 100 calories a day and you're creating uh, these great recipes? Did you just, was that just something that you did in for yourself? And Like, when did you decide that this was something you needed to share with the world? So
2: I think like everyone who's really, really struggled, like I can't even tell you how much I struggled. So there's a ton of fear around that, even after you achieve your goal. And the truth is, like, I eventually lost 70 pounds. And at the time that I lost that weight, I was most messed up in the head, believe it or not, over it. I did not feel pretty at all. I did not. And I mean, by pretty, like, even on a scale of me, if that makes sense not that I ever aspired to be the most gorgeous girl in the world, but I literally weighed like 120 pounds or 125 pounds, something like that. And I wouldn't go to parties. I wouldn't go places. I would like my entire wardrobe would end up on my bed, not feeling good about myself. So I also had to go to therapy over that. So the idea of you know, cooking for other people and really making that a career, even after I went to culinary school, just because I knew I was good at it. And I was like, Oh, I'll make this kind of my side job while other things in life that I really want to pursue, you know, happen. Um, I never really acknowledged that I was a chef, even though I had the certification and everything. So it wasn't until I went to therapy and was like at peace with the fact that this is my body. Now I am able to do this. And I should say, I was either, I, I I mean, in Overeaters Anonymous, like that's how much I struggled. So eventually, like I was doing acting and I was realizing that was feeding into my insecurities. Anybody who's ever been in Hollywood knows you're constantly being compared. You show up at an audition. There's 700 girls who are prettier than you, who are smaller than you, who have better teeth, better eyes, better whatever it is than you. Um, And it just was playing into that like horrible self-esteem and the fact that I beat myself up so much. So I eventually had a premature midlife crisis in my mid twenties (laughs) and decided, and honestly, it was a result of one of my gorgeous girlfriends almost committing suicide, um, because she thought that she was ugly and that she was bad and she was even smaller than I was. And I was able to see that it was all in her head. And then I was like, wait, what am I doing? And so I made active steps and manifestations and all sorts of stuff to, change my opinion of me. Um, One of which was one of the best things that I ever heard in therapy, which will work for anyone is that you should never talk to yourself in a way that you wouldn't talk to a four-year-old or a three-year-old. So I went out and I found the most beautiful ring locket that I could afford. Um, I went downtown LA, like made it a ceremony type thing. And then I put one of my baby pictures of myself in the ring. And so I would see it all the time right now. I recommend to clients that you put it on the as the screensaver of your phone, but just find the cutest picture of yourself as a kid and then promise never to say anything that you wouldn't say to that adorable person. And the truth is, I have a three and a half year old now. And when I want her to do things, I'm not like the way I was to myself. You're fat. You're ugly. She's not. She's gorgeous, by the way. But (laughs) if I wanted her to change something, if I wanted her to pick up her mouth, things or do something I wouldn't be like your room's a pigsty you're a slob blah 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 you know you just wouldn't you'd be like oh sweetie let's clean this up together oh let's figure out a system or let's get a whatever a really fun bin to put everything in so you enjoy doing it or let's play a fun song and somehow we as adults let go of that and we talk to ourselves like we're just horrible so I I mean that's one of the most important keys in success is to every time you have a thought that is not furthering your dreams, your goals, your self-esteem, say, nope, not going to do it. And if you struggle as much as I did at one point, I even write down all of my, like for a while, I wrote down all of my fears. I wrote down all of my insecurities and then I burned them literally. Like I'd go to the beach and come in a giant culinary pot and burn them. And it's like, you are gone. And uh, it's amazing how much that can change.
0: That's awesome and an amazing story. Um, speaking of pictures, just throughout your all of your goals that you've been going through as becoming a chef, an author, um, I heard that you use um, vision boards as making your ideas of what you wanted to do. And you went to vision workshops with a group of your friends and everything, and you just basically put pictures of what to do next what was your next goal or just anything and i think that was just very awesome how vision boards can have an idea of what you want to do and as long as you pursue it so how was that of just using the vision board strategy and what can you say for other youth of using that um that idea
2: so some people may be rolling their eyes and thinking, oh, that's so woo-woo. That doesn't work, right? <laughs> I'm sure there's people out there, you know who you are. So <laughs> leave it this way. When you decide you're going to buy something or you want something, you suddenly notice that thing. So, for instance, if you're in the market to buy a car for the first time, you are suddenly conscious of every car you're looking at cars and if you decide you want a certain car you notice every time that car passes you but if you're just on the freeway at another time you're not really noticing the cars so and i mean there's a million other examples like if there's a certain shirt you want and then you see other girls in it you really notice it right so that's the idea behind vision boards If you have it somewhere super present that you see it and you remember to continue to look out for that subconsciously you're closer to finding it so i also do vision statements where i write in super positive form and this is the really 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 hard part about constructing this is you have you you don't ever want to manifest anything negative so you don't want to say I want a better wardrobe. You want to say, I want a wardrobe that makes my body shine or something like that. So that every day, or like, I want a job that makes me feel amazing. Or actually, I have a job. You want to do it, and I have. But my job makes me feel amazing. I wake up every morning energized. I weigh 100 pounds. Not 100 for me. I weigh 130 pounds, I weigh whatever. So you do it all like that exactly what you want and then read that every morning and it puts you in this amazing mindset and honestly i used to do this around dating and i would get way better dates and have way better time on my date just to go into a date being like this is what i want and this is you know like he's this and he's that and we had this amazing conversation about mutual goals and stuff like that and you just i mean you can even see me talking about it like you feel energized you feel like you're shining so anytime you have a job interview or anything like that, just to know, it also helps you read things out that you don't want. Like If, if you know you're looking for a job that has X, Y, and Z, and you're super present in that because you read that three minutes before you walked in, and then you hear things that aren't that, it's so much more like, oh, wait, this isn't what I thought, and maybe I should say no to this opportunity and look for the right one.
1: So I love I love this shining mindset that's what I'm gonna call it the Devon's shining <laughs> mindset so get a baby picture of yourself and I love that that it's of yourself not a cute little picture of my doggy or anything right. it's of me because you want to take care of yourself you want to treat yourself respectfully the way you want to be treated number two burn the bad things burn the bad thoughts no, no. <laughs> on fire of the bad thoughts um, Three. Carefully, be careful. Be careful. <laughs> <In> the <Colorado laughs> <wedding laughs> <department. laughs> they controlled burns in California. Um, mm-hmm. And then number three, that you, um, you create a, a, a vision board of what you want your future goals and aspirations to be. Uh, but that doesn't get you all the way there. You, you need to like step out into the world and open your own doors. So I, I read that you actually uh, tracked down the, the uh, someone and, um, <laughs> and, and, and met them in an elevator to pitch them your first TV show. Is that correct? Yes, I do strongly <laughs> encourage legal stalking.
2: Don't, don't cross the line there either I'm giving all these dangerous behaviors but no I mean I think one of the most important things when you're looking for an opportunity is to remember that someone is looking for you so many people go into job interviews and feel like they're lucky to get a job and while we are lucky to get those dream opportunities if you are genuine hearted in what you are looking to do and what you are looking to add You are such an asset to that person on the other side of the table. So that's how you need to go into any sort of meeting. So the fact that I just happened to jump in an elevator with a man who had a TV show, who I knew could use my expertise and hadn't been on his show yet. I mean, right? I should do that. So I just sort of waited outside his office, did a lot of research on him got in the elevator it's like oh wow you're rob weller and talked to him in his elevator very briefly and then he wound up getting his card and well he actually said he'd connect me to his director of development and i was just like oh my god i love your show i have you ever considered doing something healthy and i love cooking you know whatever and i mean i was pitching myself to him but it was something that i knew like i really believed that he needed that america needed so that's the thing like when you're strong in what you can add to somebody that's what you focus on so i mean but but that said like i literally showed up in every producer's office on the biggest loser that I could find and dropped brownies like these really healthy brownies. I snuck on lots. You can't really sneak on studio lots anymore because
1: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) you belong
2: somewhere and you belong. Like again, if, if people had been like, you can't come in, I'd be like, okay, you know, whatever. You don't, you don't create any conflict. It's just all like, you look like you're having fun. Like I have this fun, beautiful gift basket. And when the security guards at Paramount, Like, look at you, just go, hi, good to see you, and keep walking. (laughs) And then, you know, who's going to stop that girl, right? Or who's going to stop that guy? It's just, again, you come in with the excitement, the energy, the I know where I'm going, I know what I'm doing, I have this gift for somebody. Like, really, are you going to stop me? And again, now that, I mean, in fairness, like, you couldn't do that probably on Paramount these days because you have to sign in and get your ID and all of that. Yeah. Um, But there's always ways, and that's one of the biggest things that I will say, You know i've run a business for i guess incorporated in 2005 so a while ago and i think only three or four times ever has somebody pulled a stunt to get my attention to get me to hire them even when they know i'm hiring so i know so many people like i get tons of resumes even these days with no cover letter or a cover letter that was clearly written about something that wasn't my office Anytime you want an opportunity, make sure you know who that opportunity is with, why you want it, because people will send out 100 resumes and be discouraged. But I guarantee you that if you send out five to the places you really, really, really want jobs and pour your heart into telling that person why you want that job and what you can do for them, you are more likely to get a job at all, let alone your dream job, than you would if you just send out 100 resumes.
0: That is so good. You remind me to do that for my next uh, career. I'm just going to write that down. Five, five top jobs, my dream jobs that I want to do, and I'm just going to throw some resumes in there and just hustle all the way through. So I thought you had your
1: dream job. Also, <laughs> Isabuda.
0: <hi>, <laughs> so <Uh-oh>. you, <laughs> you have been so successful at achieving your goals just to set yourself. Um, just having this amazing career of yours, but you must have had some setbacks. Um, Have you ever just dealt with setbacks or barriers by any chance? (sighs) Well, I told
2: you that I gave things to every producer on Biggest Loser, right? And that one worked. Well, I also tried to get my book on Oprah and gave books to every producer and that one didn't work. And I dropped brownies off to Gail King and I got so far as her calling and being like, like her assistant literally called me and was like, is there something in these brownies that's going to make us sick? Cause they're so good. How could they possibly be low calorie? And I was sure something was going to happen and nothing happened. So, I mean, there are a million setbacks to every you know, just because like, as I said, five jobs is a good thing to try to start because you, I I mean, the number of jobs I haven't gotten, even, you know, if, if I could have been on Biggest Loser every week, would I have? Absolutely. Um, I mean, there's a number of shows that I was really close to being like a co-star on and did they come through? Not every single one. So you don't, I think one of the the best things I ever heard was that we as adults make things mean things. So when you're a little kid and you're like, mom, can I go out and play with Susie? And mom says yes. You call Susie and you're like, Susie, do you want to play? And if Susie says no, then you're like, OK. And then you call Johnny or you call LaShonda or whoever you're going to call, right? <laughs> And, but if you're an adult and someone you call someone and they're like, Oh, I'm busy or, Oh, you didn't get the job. We can tend to internalize that. Like if I didn't get seven shows, it's like, Oh, I'm not going to get a show. Cause I'm not good enough. Or, Oh, I'm not going to get a show. Cause I'm not right. Or, Oh, I'm not going to get a show because one person one time told me I was to middle America. And this person told me I was to this and I was to that. Well, like, I don't know if people know this, but Rocky Sylvester Stallone, like so many people told him he would never. He wrote that movie. People said he would never get to star in the movie. But he was like, nope, I'm starring in the movie. So it took him years and years and years to get to be able to do the movie and star in the movie. So it's just, again, going back to the like what we tell ourselves. Um, every time I didn't get a job, I chose actively to be like, oh, I wasn't on Biggest Loser every week because people got me confused with Jillian. Even though she's fitter than I, believe it or not, people thought I was on the Cheerios box. Um, <laughs> and, you know, there, I mean, we have the same sort of hair. <laughs> but, you know, I mean as I said, I could choose well they just weren't going to put a chef on there. And they didn't put another chef on there, but even if they had, I'd be like, "Oh, well they needed more diversity, so they want that person or whatever." Like you can make an active choice to tell yourself what you want to tell yourself. So me being like, "Oh, well we're both brunettes. I'm not, I was I was just was never going to get that." Or, you know, there's there's jobs that I've gotten that somebody in Hollywood's daughter gotten. So I choose it's like, "Okay, well that's his daughter and that's why she got that role that I really wanted and was close to, but that's okay because there will be another one. So again, it's, I mean, there's tons of setbacks. And then my other huge setback was that I had a traumatic brain injury five years ago. And I was actually told by a professional that I would never speak again in public like this. I was handed four prescriptions and told to sit in a dark room and take them. And I was like, for how long? And she's like, at least a couple of years. And I, I, I was like, or what? and she said that I would be depressed and I literally was like okay this conversation is the most depressing conversation I've ever had in my life I can't do that I'm not capable and she's like I would just get a lawyer and do that and I was like no so I went and sought alternative treatments which I got and clearly I'm speaking again um and it makes me mad that professionals in that position like a professional in that position even said that to me because if I wasn't At the height of my career the kind of person that i am because i mean just the way i'm wired i was like there's no way i can do that like basically i mean to me that's like committing suicide like it took away all my dreams all my passions everything i wanted to deliver in the world and it's like there's got to be a better solution than sitting in a dark room so uh three years of kind of well two years things were not um good at all and then finally as i was coming out of it I sat down and I was like, what do I really want in life since I can't do this other passion? And I was like, I want to be a mom. Like, that's what I really want. I want to die having been a mom. So that's what led me to adopting my daughter from foster care when I did. And best decision of my life and could not have worked out better. And then finally, feeling better, ready to give back into the world and COVID hits. And we all know how that goes. And I know that I wasn't the worst off, I wasn't the best off, but then you, you know, I lost a restaurant partnership. I lost tons of speaking engagements and tons of income. And then it's like, okay, now how do I pivot again? So I think everyone has setbacks all the time, and it's just a matter of, you know, even when I was in my worst place, as I said, I was like, what do I want most want in life? Like that's what I went back to. I can't speak, I can't do that. What do I want? I want, this baby that i put on my vision board and i got that baby in record time
1: but it you got that baby in record time because you also put yourself out there to to get that baby you were open to to fostering to adopt you were open to all of these things and i think that is so important for our young people to hear is that setbacks happen and as you said you pivot you pivot you pivot to get to your vision. I I think that's just so important. Well, and I stopped two social workers, to be honest. Um,
0: (laughs) There There we go, with the stocking. (laughs) I'm telling you, that's how you get what you want. This works. (laughs) (laughs) It does.
2: um just check with yourself like could i go to jail for this and if the answer is yes don't do it you can't you you can't go to jail for sitting out some side of somebody's office and jumping in an elevator with them once for three minutes you know if it doesn't work out then you walk away and stalk somebody else um (laughs) but so the social worker she came to my house well first of all so i'll tell you very quickly the whole process i decided i wanted to do it Um, as a result of a breakup, I am older and numerous men had dated me and then changed their mind about wanting kids. And I knew I wanted to be a mom. And so when the third one said that after telling me I was the perfect girl, I literally was like, did not pass go, did not get the haircut you get after a breakup. I instead decided to get my daughter. (laughs) um, I went directly to Westside Children's Center and started doing an immense amount of research. Like basically when I heard that you would, you might have to give a child back, I was like, oh God, I can't do this. And then I was like, okay, wait a second. There's gotta be a way to mitigate the odds. So I interviewed 50 families to, and this goes back to when you're going for a job interview, make sure you research the person, look at all of their social media and know that they're looking at yours too. So don't ever have bad things on your social media but look at all of their social media, know their lives. Again, stalk them. Like you really wanna know everything about them. If someone comes to me and they don't even know I have a daughter as much as she's on my Instagram and a huge part of my life at this point, I'm like, oh my God, they didn't even look at my Instagram and I'm less interested in them. But going back to the the getting my daughter. So um, I show up at this, oh, there was an event and it was like at a church in Inglewood. And I found out through raise a child that It was this accelerate to get your child sort of process. They were doing all these steps in one day. And so I called and I was like, I know I'm not the right demographic. I know this isn't my church. I know whatever. Am I allowed to go? And they're like, oh, sure, you can go. And I thought when I first read it that I couldn't, but I'm like, I'm a foster family. I really want a child. I really genuinely want to give a child a good life. I should be able to go to this event. And if they said no, I wouldn't have showed up. But they did they said yeah so I went and once I got there they had a list to get into the classes and there was a class starting in one week and then the next class wasn't starting for months and the class starting in a week was full so I went up to the woman and I was like can I get on the waitlist and she's like oh there isn't a waitlist and I was like what do you mean there isn't a waitlist and I'm like, this is L.A. This is like three Saturdays in a row for eight hours. Like somebody's not going to show up. And she's like, oh, no, we don't do wait lists. And I was like, well, here's my card. Um, if somebody isn't going to show up, will you call me? And she just looked at me like. Mm. And then I was like, well, actually, can I just go and sit outside? And if someone doesn't show up, they can let me in. And then she got uncomfortable because she thought I was a real stalker, not the kind of stalker. That I am. <laughs> And I was like, no, no, like, I won't push my way in, but like, it's LA, you know, people don't show up all the time. And she's like, I'll take your card. And I was like, okay. So two days later, she calls me and she's like, can you still do the Saturday cut, like this Saturday? And she's like, you're in. And I was like, yes. So basically I already accelerated myself three months. Then my social worker shows up to my house, this lovely woman, and she looked tired, but like, otherwise this happy, lovely woman. And I was like, how long does the process take? And she basically was like, oh, well, my process takes 120 days. I have to come to your house four times. And I was like, oh, we do things much quicker. And I did it like that. Like, I literally was like, we do it much quicker. And then she literally went, she's like, I have 50 families. And I was like, okay, well, we'll just try. So again, (laughs) just positive, not really putting anything on her, but just making sure she knew that this excited girl wanted a baby. So fast forward, um, I don't hear from her. Oh, She's like, part of it depends on you, how quickly you give me the paperwork and all of that. So I was like, when are you going to be back in your office? Um, Because it was the day before 4th of July. And I was like, well, she's gone back today. I'm going to do it right now. If she's not going back for a couple of days, I'll I'll get it then. So it's sitting on her desk when she gets back. And then I didn't hear from her for a week. So I literally just sent her a text that said, can't
1: wait to see you again. Woohoo. That's it. no question. has no, no. ever, ever received that text? Right? <laughs> there has never been a social worker in the history of social workers who ever got a positive text like that.
2: Right. And so it's like, and there was no like, get back to me. There was no pressure on her. It was simply like, remember, I'm this girl who's super excited. I want a baby. And then I sometimes with people, I'll even send a text that just says, squeak, squeak. <laughs> like you' gets the oil. <laughs> like you can't like you can't get in trouble for that. Like some people may roll their eyes at you, but they're not gonna put you at a bottom of a list because you're like, oh, okay, you know, she wound up certifying me in like 46 days, I think, something crazy like that. And meanwhile, I had been stalking one of my friend's social workers. Because he was like, oh, my God, she's the nicest person in the world. And she knows so much. And if you have any questions and whatever. And there were legit questions that I was asking because I really wanted to understand stuff. And at one point, she literally was like, wow, you're a pain. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And she's like, oh, no. She's like, do you know what that means? And I was like, no. And she's like, if you're this, if you're advocating this much right now, that means I know that you will advocate for a child. And I'm putting you at the top of my list. So long story short, the day before Thanksgiving, the woman sitting next to that social worker who wasn't even my social worker when there was some big hitch and I wasn't even on the, like I was certified, but I wasn't on the list I was supposed to be on to be eligible to get a baby. This woman heard about this baby and was like, oh my God, I know who wants the description of that baby. And they called me and they're like, can you take her now? And I was like, yes. So (laughs) I got her in six months and 16 days. I shouldn't have even been certified when my dream baby was born, the baby that was on my vision board. So again, it's, it's just trying to put as much positive energy into the world with as much excitement as you can, reminding people of what you want and just going for it is how you, you know, and then you get your dream jobs. And again, like there's been a million setbacks and a million things that could have stopped me, but I'm still wanting to stop obesity and diabetes and and just make an impact on the world.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Devin. This has just been so fantastic. And I love the squeak, squeak. Pro tip. (laughs) All everyone kind of stuff from your social workers. Squeak, squeak, and smiley emojis. That's apparently what it does. Yeah, don't ask, just Just send emojis. That'll be great. But this, Devin, this has been fantastic. It's been so uplifting. Uh, I love the idea of vision boards uh, burning safely, safely burning the bags (laughs) and and, uh, putting a, a... Caring for yourself as you would want your baby self to be cared for. That's just beautiful. But at the same time, being a total go-getter, uh, stalking within the legal <laughs> limits of stalking is fully appropriate. Uh, but but really, I think the bottom line is what you're saying is uh, really know yourself, know what you want, and then it just remind yourself every day that you can get it. Yep. It's fantastic. Thank you, Devin, so much. We so so appreciate the time we spent with you today, uh, and and so appreciate that you have a, you 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 rescued a little baby girl, and she's now yours. And we're just so so thrilled about that. So thank you very much, and to everybody. Um, who's watching today. Uh remember uh, Devon Alexander, you can go to her website uh and learn all those healthy recipes as well as everything that she knows uh about vision boards and everything that you heard here today. Uh you can start your healthy life too if you go visit Devon at her web- website devonalexander.com. Um and remember always I fosters here for you. We're here to help you uh, as you start your careers uh and building your job core job skills. You can join our jobs program and always meet us at ifoster.org or give us a call. And we're there to support you uh, as you become successful independent adults and as successful as Devin. Thanks so much, Kara. uh, And thanks to everybody else. Have a
0: great, wonderful day. Access iFoster self-directed job skills training at our website, www.ifoster.org or on your iFoster app.